ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And thank you for subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. Check this out. On this podcast, (laughs) we're going to talk about a celebration. Um, If you click the link, (laughs) if you saw the uh, cover art, uh, we're actually celebrating our wedding anniversary. Um, At the time of this recording, uh, I would have celebrated my 20 year anniversary uh, being married to my wife, Sharice. And um, I wasn't sure that I was going to do this podcast. Uh, I actually thought about doing it with her, but she, she doesn't like to get on the podcast. But um, I was like, you know, why not? Why not tell your story? Uh, we've talked about it. And Sharice and I have actually done a podcast together. Um, she came on here. I think she's been on here once before we talked about marriage. Um, but, you know, it's uh, it's. 20 years uh we were married september 23rd 2000 and so what i wanted to do i wanted to get on the podcast and uh (laughs) give y'all a little bit of my business (laughs) not a lot but um just kind of talk about like what this has been uh i'm not really one to uh do a lot of celebrating and uh Hey, look at me type of stuff. But um, I think this is something. Well, I do, but I don't do it publicly. But um, this is something that I think is is worth celebrating. Just, you know, coming from where I came from and, and where she came from. And and, um, you know, it's not every day that people get this far. Uh, of course, there's trials and tribulations and everybody doesn't know your story and what happened to get you to the point where you are. So, um just wanted to, uh, you know, crack open the mic and talk about it a little bit. Uh, some of this, if you've been following me in the podcast, you've heard me talk about uh, not just on my podcast, but on other podcasts as well. Um, I guess I probably should start with how we met. Uh, it's really weird and, and strange uh, when I think about it because, and we did not find this out until later, but we met at South Carolina State University. Uh, we were in college and um, I was in my red shirt junior year and she was a freshman. And um, it's crazy because <laughs> we were in South Carolina. She actually grew up in LA, right? And I grew up in Florence, South Carolina, which was probably about an hour and a half from where we went to school at South Carolina state in Orangeburg, South Carolina. Uh, but we both were born in New Jersey and the hospitals that where we were born are only like three, four miles apart, maybe. So we didn't find that out until later. Uh, I was born in East orange, New Jersey. And, um, but I grew up in Florence, South Carolina. So, and I am what three and a half, 
<laughs> four years older than her. But uh, anyway, um, so we met at South Carolina State University. Um, and if you're familiar with the uh, episode of Martin, uh, where Martin talks about how he and Gina met and he has a version and Gina has a version and then there's the truth. <laughs> now, and I know Sharice is listening. Her version, her version don't count. My version is the truth. Uh, so here we go. So I play football, right? So I'm playing football. We had practice one night. I never forget. It was a Tuesday night. And um, we can't, and Tuesday night practices are, were our longest practice. And um, I remember coming back to the room. I took a shower and I was just tired. Like we had, we were, we had, and we didn't really have a offensively. We didn't have a good practice. So we had to run a little bit extra after practice. So I was tired. I, I didn't, I had some studying to do. I didn't even want to study. I was just like, yo, I'm just, I'm going to crash. And so I came to the room, took my shower, you know, I'm chilling and I'm, I'm literally about to get into bed. And uh, my roommate at the time, this cat named Kelly. Kelly, uh, he came in the room and he was like, yo, he took a shower and it came out because he was, you know, my teammate. And um, he was like, yo, he said, man, um, I need you to do me a favor. And I was like, what's up? I thought he was going to ask me like to go to the store for him or something like that. And he was like, uh, he was like, yo, this girl is coming to see me downstairs in the dorm and she's bringing her friend and I need you to run some interference for me. I was like, Kelly, I'm tired, man. I mean, you should be tired too. You, we just got out of practice. And he's like, yo, come on, come on, man. I, he's like, dog, I need you. I need you, man. He's like, I'm, I'm really trying to get to know this girl and she's bringing her friend and I just need you to get in the way. You don't have to be around. I said, Kelly, I'm tired, man. I mean, like I, I was worn out. And I think the night before I'd stayed up late and I had an eight o'clock class and I was, it was just like, I don't know. I was just I was I was I was wild. Anyway, <laughs> so Kelly, he you'd have to know Kelly to know, you know, he, he was very persistent. And, and and I think that was always one of his strong characteristics. And so he's like, look, man, he's, he's a dog. He's like, give me 15 minutes, 15 minutes. That's all I need. He said, man, I just need you down there. Just so because, you know, basically I had to run it. I had to occupy the friend while he talked to the girl that he was trying to talk to. And so I'm like, I mean, he just, Kelly just went on and off about five minutes. I was like, okay, okay, dog, I got you. I got you. I said, well, and then then it kind of dawned on me. I was like, okay, well, how does this friend look? Because I need to know how she looks because normally, you know, the friend, well, at least this is how it wasn't in the nineties. <laughs> the friend that's tagging along really wasn't a cute friend. You know what I'm saying? So, and this was, uh, October of 1994 when we met. Right. So I said, well, how does she, I said, how does she look? And I said, she and Kelly thought I was talking about the girl he was trying to talk to. He said, oh, that's the girl. You know, you saw, I pointed out in the, in the calf today. And I said, no, not her. I was like, that's your girl. I, I know what she looks like. I said, what does her friend look like? He's like, oh, her friend is cute. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Kelly, you got to tell me more than that. 
<laughs> because I could he said it too fast so I knew he was lying I was like Kelly you don't even know what her friend looks like and he was like hey dog I, he's like I don't I don't know he's like but I'm sure she's cute just come downstairs because they're on the way and so I threw on some clothes because I was in like some basketball shorts and a t-shirt I was ready to go to bed and uh so I went downstairs with Kelly and they came in. So we all sitting down in the dorm, I mean, in, in the lobby of the dorm. And, um, you know, uh, uh, at first impression, I thought, you know, the girl was cute. But I really wasn't, you know, it wasn't like I was checking for her because I was there to do my job. My job was to run interference. My job was to isolate and <laughs> take care of <laughs> take care of business. So anyway, uh, we kind of moved over to like one of this little section of the lobby area or whatever sitting down talking or whatever she introduced herself told me her name was Sharice and I told her my name was Kyle and you know we kind of just small talk or whatever like that and 15 minutes turned into 20 minutes turned into 30 minutes turned into an hour and so the conversation was cool and the thing that I, I to be honest I really don't remember what we talked about uh I wasn't it wasn't like I was attracted to her, but it was just like, cause <laughs> in my mind, she was just a little freshman <laughs> and she hates when I say that, but she was, she was just a little freshman with no hours. So it wasn't no big deal. So nonetheless, um, conversation was cool. And the one thing that I remember about the conversation was that she kept laughing and I didn't know. I mean, I'm funny, I guess, you know, sometimes on Thursdays, <laughs> but like, I mean, she was laughing like I was, you know, Richard Pryor or somebody, Eddie Murphy, you know, and I thought that was, I was like, wow, she, she really thinks I'm funny. And so that was cool. You know, that's the one thing that I took from that conversation. So, you know, we said our goodbyes or whatever like that. I went on upstairs, went to sleep, didn't think anything of it. Didn't ask for a phone number or anything because I had a girlfriend at the time. So it was, you know, it was whatever. Uh, and so what happened was like two days later, I was at the front of the campus chilling, kind of waiting to go to class. I had a, I had some time in between classes. So I was, I was kicking in front of the calf, just chilling and you know, about to go to class. And I saw her, she was walking like towards the post office that we had on campus. And so I was, I was like, Oh, that's Sharice. And I was like, so I threw my hand up. I was like, Hey, what's up Sharice. And she looked and she looked again, like, do I know you? And she kind of gave a half heartedly wave. And I was like, Oh, Okay. <laughs> okay okay is that what we is that what we're doing here i was like i can't believe this little freshman tried to carry me so um the next day we had uh we were in the dorm or whatever and kelly was like yo he's like man i need you again tonight they're coming coming back through tonight i was like nah man i'm not going down there man i, said, I saw that girl at, at the um by the post office i said i spoke and she act like she ain't even know me she tried to play me like my name was rodney or something <laughs> and so kelly's like come on man he's like dog i was like kelly you know 
I don't like that. I was like, ah, you, you're not going to play. And back then I was very stubborn too. So uh, take, take it for what it's worth. <laughs> but, um, so anyway, long story short. So she, uh, I relent. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go down there. I was like, but Kelly today, you got 10 minutes for real. I was like, um, I, I said, cause I can't even act like I didn't see her try to play me like that. Like she didn't know who I was and when she clipped. I mean, we stood and talked for like an hour and now she like, like she don't know me. Like she fly something like you cute and all, but you ain't fly. <laughs> so anyway, so I go downstairs with Kelly and we, you know, we're talking or whatever like that. And she, you know, I think at some point during the conversation, maybe it was on my face. She said, well, what's, what's wrong with you? And I was like, yo, why you try to play me the other day? And she was like, what do you mean? I was like, I said, what's up to you and you, try to treat me like my name was Stanley and she was like I didn't I'm sorry I didn't know that was you I was like how you didn't know it was me you waved back and she was like well I, you know I could I didn't have my glasses on I couldn't see that whatever the excuse was I was like man whatever freshman <laughs> so anyway so that particular night we had another good kind con- we might have talked for about another hour and um but the key was we both, I just remember from that conversation, we both just ended up doing a lot of talking and a lot of laughing. And I was like, man, she's cool. She is really, really cool. And I do remember uh, asking her for her phone number. Uh, again, this is 1994. So when I asked for her phone number, it was the number to her room. We didn't have cell phones back in 1994. So... <laughs> Long story short, you know, we um we started, you know, getting to be cool. We started to be get to be really cool and, and really good friends. And I think, you know, that was really the genesis of where we started just from that particular night in October, um, becoming friends and you know, eventually I would break up with my girl and we started dating. And um <laughs> and it, it's just funny when I think about it because like I don't think anybody could have planned what happened, what would happen from that particular day until, you know, today, uh, 20 plus years later, uh, you know, just knowing how the world works. Um, but even when we started dating, uh, I was, I wasn't, um, I mean, I was serious, but I was, at first I was like, well, I don't know, if, you know, I should, cause I was literally at the end of, you know, going to school. So I, my, my days at school were, you know, were, were being numbered. So I wasn't sure like what was going to happen once I graduated, but we talked about that. We talked about, you know, how we would handle things or whatever like that. And obviously we grew close and close over the years. And, um, you know, I remember, uh, <laughs> I remember the first night us telling each other that we loved each other. And that was, you know, I was bugged out because for me, that wasn't something that I was going to say. Right. And I wasn't going to say it unless I actually meant it. So. um, So we we we, we did that. And I remember when uh, I think. My biggest nerves was when she would meet my parents, um, my parents are divorced and I knew that my mom and dad were coming to a game or something. And, um, I wasn't so honest. I wasn't so much worried about her meeting my mom, but I was worried about her meeting my dad. Uh, but, and I don't know why I just, I mean, cause my dad loves everybody, but it was just, you know, 
Um, I just, and, and he'll, he says to this day, he said that I told him, well, Hey, I want you to meet Sharice. And you know, he knew that that was a big thing. Cause you know, my parents know I would, you know, if I was dating somebody, if it was that serious, you know, um, it was a big thing for me to introduce them to like, they knew, well, first of all, like, some relationships just didn't last long enough for me to, you know, introduce them to my parents. Um, no shade, but it, it is what it is. And, and so, um, so yeah, it was just, so for me to be in some type of long relationship, that was kind of like the, the family joke, like, Oh, Kyle has a girlfriend beyond three months like that. <laughs> Cause I was bad with relationships, but that's another story for another day. Uh, anyway, so, I was my dad maintains to this day that I told him that I want you to meet Sharice. She's going to be your future daughter in law. Now, he said that I said that to him. I don't recall telling him that because <laughs> I wasn't thinking that. But um, but yeah, I was nervous. But, you know, once they met and everything, everything was cool. Um, so fast forward to September 23rd, 2000. Oh man. Um, I got a lot of memories of that day. Uh, great memories actually. Um, I'll share with you some, a few, um, I think one of the things that stood out to me was, uh, well, a couple of things. Um, one, my brother became a father for the first time the day before we got married. <laughs> right. So my niece, Taylor, shout out to Tay, who is now turning 20. God, I can't believe she's 20. Um, my niece, Taylor was born. She was born premature, but Taylor was born the day before we got married. So I literally did not see my brother until, man, my brother was my best man at my wedding, right? I literally did not see my brother until 15 minutes before we got married. <laughs> so we got married in Sharice's grandparents hometown of Andrews, South Carolina. And Andrews is a really, really cool place, but it's a really, really small place. I'm sure if you've heard the term one light town, that's Andrews. Like there's literally Oh, I, I won't say there's one light. There's what? Two stoplights in the town Two? Yeah. I think it's two. Yeah. Two or three, three. Let's, let's go with three. I can think of three. <laughs> it ain't a lot of stoplights in that town, but I love Andrews. And so we got married in her grandparents' hometown. Um, and so I just remember, you know, my brother, I, I think he called me, um, you know, let me know that they were going to the hospital and, you know, Taylor was coming. And then he called me again and let me know that she was here and she was fine. She was just, you know, small. She was a preemie. She was going to have to spend some days there in the hospital or whatever. But, um, you know, and he was like, and this was on, this was on Friday, uh, the 22nd. And so he was like, yo, do you want me to come? And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, you want me to come today? 
and I was like, well, bro, we just we just doing the wedding rehearsal tonight and um, in the wedding dinner. I was like, and, you know, we'll we'll, you know, get into some bachelor activities tonight. But I was like, but nah, you was like you just had had your first kid, man. You know, you just won the championship. You need to you need to celebrate. I was like, you need to stay there, you know, and everything like that with your uh, fiance, now wife, Janya. And so he was like, <laughs> I, I found it interesting that he even would ask. And, um, you know, but that's just who my brother is. So I was like, nah, stay. I was like, you know, just make sure you're here tomorrow. And I told him what time to leave or whatever, because he was leaving from uh, Lexington, which is about Lexington, South Carolina is about what, maybe two hours away. Um, so anyway, <laughs> he comes to the church and he gets lost on it because, again, Andrews in, is, is in a really, really small place. And it's, you know, it, this was before GPS. Right. So he got turned around or something like that. And I remember him calling me and he when he called me, he was like in a bad area. So his cell phone service was going in and out. So I was like. Oh shit, I don't know if this dude gonna make it. Like, but I, I was determined. I was like, look, you know, I don't know what we need to do. And I wasn't gonna say anything, Sharice, but I could not go and get married without my best man standing right next to me, my little brother. So, um, but everything worked out. He got there, uh <laughs> he got there fifteen minutes before the wedding and, and he wasn't even dressed. And I was like, bro, <laughs> I was happy to see him, but I was like, How how do you show up not dressed? <laughs> He's like, man, my tux is in the back. And I was like, you should have been dressed. But anyway, um, speaking of tuxes, another uh, interesting fact uh, that I remember about that day, my cousin Mike, uh, who was also a groomsman, um, who's like a big brother. To, I, I can't say like he's he's my big brother. Uh, we're only cousins by name. Um, Mike was singing in the wedding and Mike never got fitted for his tux. You know how you're supposed to get your measurements in and everything like that. So he never got fitted for his tux. So I was like, look, we got to go pick up your tux in the morning, which was Saturday morning, the day of the wedding. And I was like, if it doesn't fit, you got to wear whatever they give you. I was like, because you didn't get any measurements. So I was <laughs> looking back on it now. It was funny, but his his tux actually fit. However, here was the problem. We had to go pick up his tux. We were staying in Georgetown, South Carolina, which is about 10 miles from Andrews. Georgetown is about another 25, 30 miles from Myrtle Beach, which is where his tuxedo was. So we had to go to Myrtle Beach to go get his tux. Okay, no problem. So we get on the road and we're driving to Myrtle Beach. And this was Saturday morning. And the skies open up. I mean, it is pouring cats, dogs, frogs, hogs. <laughs> I mean, it was raining. I've never seen rain. I mean, like it literally felt like we were in a hurricane minus the wind. I could not see beyond the hood of my car or the rental car. And so I was like, we're driving literally like five miles an hour up the highway. And so I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, knowing Sharice the way that I know her, uh, you know, this is she's going to be panicking because, you know, the last thing you want to happen is 
for your, you know, wedding day to get rained out? Or is that a sign <laughs> that trouble is ahead? Um, and I've heard that before. Yeah. If it rains on your wedding day, that's a bad sign. So, you know, I mean, we, we heard all of that stuff. So anyway, so we get to Myrtle Beach, we get the tux, we come back. By the time we come back, it's not raining as much, but it's still, you know, it's it's still drizzling or whatever. And I'm just like, oh, man, this is not good. So we get back and miraculously, well, not really miraculously, because if you lived in South Carolina, you understand how this works. You get rain in the morning, heavy rain, and then the sun comes out and it's hot as hell. So by the time our wedding started at four o'clock, the sun was out and it looked like it had never rained before. Um, So that stood out. Uh, The wedding was fine. Um, The wedding was actually really, really cool. Um, I remember my uh, the shoes that we rented, man, I wanted to keep those shoes. Those those might have been some of the baddest shoes I've ever had before. Those shoes, I I can't remember what designer they were, but it was dope ass shoes. (laughs) Um, of course, me and my groomsmen were sharp. The bridesmaids were beautiful. Uh, and then I just remember seeing Sharice and, and I'd never seen her that radiant before. And, um, her dad walked her down the aisle and, uh, you know, and that was cool, man. That was, that was cool. I was, when I look back and I, we have a wedding photo album, I look at the pictures, like I'm grinning from ear to ear because I am just so happy. And, uh, and I was, and, and I think that day, you know, was, was, it'll always be special in my memory and, and, um, and, uh, you know, just a symbol of, of us and and where we have come from and where we're going. Uh, so, oh, and I, I forgot one of the most important parts, uh, (laughs) the ring bearer in our wedding was our son, Dion. Uh, we had Dion, Dion was one. So we had Dion before we got married and, (laughs) <laughs> I remember uh I remember like even after we had Dion, I remember like her parents and my parents kind of hinting around like, you know, y'all, y'all, you guys have Dion. Are y'all gonna are y'all gonna get married? Like, you know, but and we would tell them like, look, we're not ready to be married. And and honestly, we at the time we weren't. Uh and while it wasn't the quote unquote conventional way of doing things. You know, I didn't I didn't think and neither one of us thought that we should just run down the aisle just because we had Dion. Uh, I wish I had time to talk about, you know, you can't get married for the kids because the kids can't save a marriage. Um, that's definitely another podcast for another day. Uh, I'm I'm a witness to that because my parents, I think, stayed together too long and they probably stayed stayed together just for us. And it didn't work. Um, nonetheless. So what what is this 20 years been? Um, honestly, it's been a blur. Uh, <laughs> it's been a, a, a clear blur, but it's been a blur. It's, it, it's hard to believe that it's been 20 years. Cause I, I literally remember, uh, that day, like it was yesterday. Uh, the biggest thing obviously for us is, you know, we had Dion at the time that we got married and then, Dion was born in 1999. So we got, we had Dion in 1999. We got married in 2000. 2001, we bought our house. Same house that we live in. And we bought this huge, (laughs) 
<laughs> we bought this huge uh, four bedroom house in you know Metro Atlanta, and we had this one little kid, you know. And so I I remember even my mom coming to visit the first time, and she was like, you know, this 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 is a nice, this is a really nice house, but you know, it's a lot of space, and it's just the three of y'all. Little did we know that we would fill up the house. <laughs> So in 2002, we would have our son, Cameron. 2006, we'd have our son, Brandon. And in 2011, we had our one and only daughter, Skylar. So we filled up the house <laughs> unintentionally. And um, so the the 20 years has been really us growing, not just uh, as individuals, but growing as parents, growing as friends, growing as uh, companions and lovers and, and everything in between. Um, and I will say this, uh, one thing that people don't understand is there are rough times. Like, it's unavoidable. I mean, it, it's a part of life. And I can't tell you that I would have envisioned the life that we created for our children and for ourselves. I can't tell you that I envisioned that on September 23rd, 2000. And the reason being is because I can only speak for me. Like growing up, I knew that I would be a father at some point. Uh, I knew that I'd get married at some point. I can't really tell you that I had a lot of visions of how that would look. So, you know, you know, you, you, you kind of, if you had, like for me, if I, if I had daydreams as a youngster, you know, I, I probably envisioned myself doing some of the same thing, same things that I did as a child with my dad and my mom, you know, playing catch in the yard, you know, going to, football games and basketball games and stuff like that. And just going to the movies, whatever the case, whatever we did, you know, so you don't envision what happens, but yeah, there's going to be good times. There's going to be bad times. And I think that's the thing that I probably knew on September 23rd, 2000, but you just don't know how it's going to go. But yeah, it it was, you know, it, it wasn't, it has not been, a smooth ride but honestly it's not supposed to be um and I'll give an example like there have been times where uh I think like probably the the roughest time was like being at a company and the company shutting down so now all of a sudden you're laid off you know through no fault of your own you're now unemployed. So now you have to adjust your finances and now you have to figure out, okay, well, how do we do this? How do we, and how how long can we go like this? Because, you know, just like anybody else, if you've got two incomes, you're going to live a lifestyle of people with two incomes. You're not going to live like, you know, like a bum, you know? So anytime finances are impacted, you know, that's, it's going to impact a marriage. 
you know, it's going to impact a friendship. Um, so that's not something I think that, you know, even, and, and we did the little, uh, <laughs> we did a little pre-marriage counseling. Nobody tells you about that kind of stuff because nobody envisions that stuff because, and I'm gonna tell you why, because the generation prior to us, they pretty much, you know, went to work, they got married, they had kids and, and you know, those people, a lot of them, they went to work at a particular job and they stayed at that job 20, 30 years and they retired and that was it. Got the pension and kept it moving. You know, that that wasn't going to be, you know, how life was in 2K. It just wasn't. So things were different. So the days of, you know, working at General Motors for 30 years, those days are long gone. You know, most people don't stay at jobs that long. Um, so I had that happen a couple of times, you know, like I said, do no fault of my own. And it's like, okay, well, how do we balance all of this? And how do you stick together instead of, you know, going apart when you have to adjust? Uh, it's, it's a balancing act. And I think like we handled it looking back on it. Now we handled it the best way that we could. And ultimately we just, we wrote it out together. You know, there were some times where we were looking at each other like, look, <laughs> I don't know what you're doing, but you you got to you got to do something. But not even just financially. It's it's I think. When you grow. And you're growing in a marriage, you grow both individually and collectively, and sometimes. Your growth individually can move away from how you're growing collectively. And if you don't see that, then that can become a problem. Um, and I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I have all the answers because I don't just because we've been married 20 years. I don't have all. The, I'm, I'm learning something new all the time. I'm learning a lot about us. I'm learning a lot about who who it is that I've married because I've married. You know, someone that I consider to be my best friend, you know, so we're constantly learning and we're constantly communicating and constantly talking. And I think those are the things that help get you out of the rough times. Um, and another thing that, you know, people don't tell you about that, you know, and it's kind of obvious, but you're going to lose people. People are going to die. I mean, we're, we're all here and we're all here for a, you know, specific amount of time. And none of us know how long we have here, but you know, my motto is to live every day to the fullest until you're not here anymore. And I think everybody has a purpose on this earth, whether or not you're here six days or six years or 60 years or a hundred years, everybody has a purpose. It's up to us to fulfill that purpose. Um, but yeah, we lost, we lost a lot of people. Um, you know, we both lost uncles. Uh, she lost her aunt. Um, and she lost her grandparents and, you know, that was tough. They were, you know, they both lived good lives, good long lives. Um, I lost my grandmother. Uh, but you know, I think the loss of her grandmother was really, really tough because, you know, her grandmother took care of her, for a long time and she lived with her grandparents for a while and um you know i 
I loved her grandparents. I called her grandma, grandma too, you know? Um, and they, that's one thing I can honestly say, you know, they, her family really, really opened, you know, opened their arms to me, her parents, her brother. Um, you know, I, they loved me pretty much from day one. Um, and so I, I have no, you know, so those losses, those losses hurt. Um, so it was tough, you know, but even throughout all of that, um, you know, we've managed to, you know, stick together and, 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 you know, be there for each other, because I think that's, uh, I think that's very important. You know, again, you don't know, none of us never know when, when, you know, death is going to come knocking at your door, but, um, it's, uh, it's always interesting because, you just have to try to get through it, you know, and once you get through it, then it's like, okay, what next? How do we figure this out? How do we move forward? And how do we, um, you know, kind of take it from there? Um, and then like, for me, just on a personal note, like, one of the toughest losses that <clears throat> that we both had uh came just a few months ago um we were shocked and saddened by the news that uh my roommate and you know the guy who actually introduced us my man Kelly uh he suddenly passed away from a heart attack And that was tough because as much as we used to laugh and joke, I never really got a chance to really fully just thank Kelly for dragging me down the stairs that night because, you know, that conversation that he and I had changed my life because those actions led to me meeting the woman that I would spend the rest of my life with. And, um, you know, Kelly and I stayed in touch and we, you know, chatted probably a couple of weeks before he passed away. And, um, you know, I wanted to, I wish I had a chance to just, you know, sit down and just rap with him and just relive that night. But I know he's, you know, happy for us. He's all, he always has been. And so I'm thankful for that. Um, but on the flip side of the sad times and the rough times, they're great times. And we've had, we've had a lot more great times than we have rough times. I can say, I can tell you that, uh, you know, from the vacations and, uh, just the day to day of watching these kids grow. Uh, it's been a beautiful thing. Um, sometimes I sit back and I don't say much and I just kind of watch our kids as they interact And, you know, I see a lot of us in them and we're constantly talking about, you know, how they're changing and what they're doing. And we try to keep and we've always tried to keep them active in sports and everything else um, because we just believe in, in them and their talents. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, always resonated with me was that, you know, from the time that I was eight years old, my mom put it in my head 
you know, about how great she thought that I was. And I mean, honestly, I don't know how great I was at eight, <laughs> but the woman that I love, you know, the woman who gave birth to me said that I was great. So I had to be great. So that was special. And I think we try to, we still, even to this day, try to breathe that type of confidence and instill that type of motivation into our children. Um, but yeah, the great times, just watching them grow. I mean, all of the stuff. I mean, you know, we both obviously graduated from South Carolina State University. Sharice went on to get her master's. Uh, I flirted with the idea of going back to school, but, you know, we both have, you know, I guess by society standards, been relatively successful. Um, I don't live by that, but I mean, if that's what people say, that's fine. I don't, again, I, I, I know what it is that I have to do and I only worry about taking care of her and, and these kids. That's it. I don't, you know, I, I don't, I don't need much else. Um, but it's, it's been a great ride. This has been an incredible 20 years. Um, again, I, I don't want anybody to listen to a podcast or anybody talk about marriage and, and think that it's all, you know, petals and roses. It, it, it's not. I mean, we honestly, we are two people who love each other. We love each other to life. Um, we will do anything for each other. But sometimes she get on my damn nerves. <laughs> And sometimes, you know, I'm sure sometimes I get on her damn nerves, you know, but I think at the end of the day, we, we're, I always say this, we're such great friends that when we have issues or if there's an issue with us being husband and wife, the friend piece steps in to bring us back together as husband and wife. Because I think when you can step step outside of yourself and say, hey, look, I didn't like what you said. It pissed me off. We need to talk about it. I need you to hear what it is that I have to say. That's a friend talking. That's not a husband talking. That's not a wife talking. That's your friend talking. That's your best friend talking. And I think that is major. You know, I think that's that's what's needed. And and I can't speak to anybody else's situation because everybody's relationships and friendships and marriages are different. Um, you know, I do pray. I pray every night, you know, about, you know, getting the strength uh, for the friendship and the marriage um, that we continue to stay strong and continue to grow and grow closer as, as the days go by. Um but I think that's been one of the uh, <laughs> one of the beauties of this 20 years is just kind of watching her grow, um, not just as a woman, but as a mother and as a wife and as a friend. And then, you know, I, sometimes I marvel at, you know, how we are as parents, because sometimes you got to play good cop, bad cop. <laughs> sometimes you got to be the you know, sometimes you got to be the good guy. Sometimes you got to be a bad guy. And sometimes, obviously, we, we both flip that role. Sometimes she's the bad guy. Sometimes I'm the good guy. It just depends. If you got one parent yelling, you got to have one to kind of come in and kind of soften the blow a little bit. Um, But we, we try to make sure that we're on the same page. And, you know, we stay committed 
to the commitment of each other. And I think that that's important. Um, again, it's, it, uh, you can't wave a magic wand. I, obviously, uh, the biggest thing that I, I can tell you about 20 years of marriage is that it's work. It's hard work. <laughs> it's work when you don't know it's work. It's work when sometimes you don't feel like working. But just like anything else, it's it's rewarding. And I have truly been blessed and rewarded for these past 20 plus years, but 20 years of marriage. Um, and I feel very blessed and fortunate and lucky um, because, again, that's a friend. That's a best friend that, you know, will ride or die for me. And honestly, when it comes down to it, ain't a lot of people going to ride for you. <laughs> I don't know if you really know that or not, but there's really not a people in this world that's going to ride or die for you. Some people say that they will, but they won't. And if you know me, loyalty, I'm I'm big on loyalty. I'm, I'm extremely loyal to my family and friends. And, you know, when I know that people will go in a foxhole with me and battle it out with me, you know, that's important. And I remember, uh, I remember it was like a couple of years ago. We had, we had an argument. I can't remember what we were arguing about. And um, we were arguing and like somewhere in the, in the middle of the argument, I was looking at her and I was listening, but I was like, damn, I really love this woman. Like I, I'm, I'm, and I'm loving what she's saying because she wasn't, whatever the shit was I was saying, she wasn't gonna let me slide with that shit. <laughs> and you know, it was about holding me accountable for whatever it was that I didn't do or was supposed to do or whatever the case was. And um, I try to get better at that. And I think, you know, I'm not perfect by any stretch. None of us are. I mean, there's, and there's, there's not the perfect marriage. It's, it's, that's fairy tales, but you got to work. That's the only, and I, I remember somebody asked me, it was like, well, how, how do you make it last this long? And I said, just the only piece of advice that was ever given to me that I, you know, I'm a, I'm not gonna say only, but one of the main pieces of advice is that I, that I got on September 23rd was, and it's cliche, but it's true. Just take it day by day because that's all that you can do. You can only control that particular day. Take it day by day and create situations where you have things to look forward to both individually, collectively as a couple and then collectively as a family, you know, when, when you know that there's a vacation coming up, you know, it's a different vibe. It's, it's a different feeling. It's a different everything. So, you know, I think when, when you have those things, it makes things a lot better as you move forward. Um, when you know that there's a dinner date coming up or a date coming up, you look forward to that. You really do. Um, I think those things, little things, they go so far. They really do. They go a long way. And I think what you have to try to do is just try to create as much of those as you can. Um, and the last thing I'll leave you with this is uh, <laughs> something my dad said. He said, what did he say? He said, I love you guys because you compliment each other. And I was like, what do you mean by that, dad? He was like, 
you complement each other, he said, because where you both have strengths and weaknesses. And he's like, where you're weak, she's strong. Where you're strong, she's weak. He said, and that's a perfect match. He said, that's the perfect match for two people who aren't perfect. And he always said that. And that's always stuck with me. And it didn't really manifest itself until like much years later. But like, <laughs> I mean, it's it, at times it could be like fire and ice. Like if, <laughs> if something happens and she's ready to go to war, she's ready to go to war. I mean, like Compton is coming out of her. Where in me, I might not be ready to go to war, but I might be like, okay, well, hey, let's not go to war. Let's take the more casual approach. And she's ready to ride on fools. <laughs> so so you you need that kind of balance and and vice versa. So it's it's so that's something that my dad has uh, I guess observed about us and that's always stuck with me. Um and the last thing I'll say is uh and this is for anyone who knows us personally or if you've gotten to know us through me or you've gotten or you've seen us from afar, you know, be it on social media or whatever the case may be. This is who we are. We are the two people. There will be a time where I will see something. And I know that it's funny or it's not right or it's out of place. And she'll see the same thing. And before anything is said, we will look at each other to see what each other's reaction is like. Did you see that? And she's looking at me like, did you see that? And then we're looking at each other like, I know you saw that. And then we'll make eye contact. And then we'll just bust out laughing. That's who we are. That's who we've always been. And I pray to God that that's who we will be for the next hundred years. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for checking out the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm your boy, 12 Kyle. Catch you guys next time. 5,000.